Welcome to the Freedom Report. What I love about Austin Peterson is his love of the battle. He wants to fight. Austin was, of course, the rabble-rouser, just to make sure I stayed Rothbardian. We live in a world fraught with danger, and there is a certain amount of danger that the public must endure in order to secure the blessings of liberty for economic freedom and personal liberty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Peterson here. Welcome back to the Freedom Report podcast. And uh, I've got a special guest with me today. His name is Jim Bob. And I discovered him on Instagram, of all places. Like I always say, my favorite social network. Don't at me, especially not on Twitter or Facebook because they suck. Uh, but I found what, what a perfect medium to find uh, this artist and cartoonist. Uh, he's a satirical cartoonist. He's got a new book out, Savage Memes. Oh, what a great name, Volume 1. Uh, Jim Bob, welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, Austin. Yeah, man. I'm uh, really delighted to have you here because uh, obviously I think people should check out your book. I'm definitely getting it. Um, you can find that at madebyjimbob.com. Pretty easy. I guess you got a, you got a code there, Liberty for Free Shipping, but we'll talk about the details later. I just kind of want to introduce them because my first question, I guess, is this. You know, you, you make some funny cartoons. Man, I'm cracking up. Every time I see them, it's always a treat in my Instagram feed because you seem to get it. But I... I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is a crazy man. And I was like, but oh, he think, I think he's crazy like I'm crazy. So can you just kind of like describe for me sort of your like, like overall general philosophy? Like are you, would you consider yourself conservative? Like how do you kind of like categorize yourself if you had well, to? I'm definitely a little crazy, but um, uh, I, let me tell you a little history. I, I lived in Los Angeles for 15 years. I worked in some TV um, I learned a craft. I did some stand-up comedy. And then when the election came around um, with a family of libertarians uh, who lean conservative, um, they really, you know, hit me hard when I would come at them with some uh, utopian ideals. And uh, <laughs> so it kind of stuck with me. But, but during that election specifically, I started to finally see some um, inconsistencies with my own thinking and behavior. I saw that I wasn't willing to uh, behave the way I was asking an entire country to behave through force. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, and so from there, I, you know, I, I had a child and I was like, LA is not the place for me. So I moved to Colorado. And um, from there, you know, I started doing, I started doing cartoons in LA and I sort of was uh, dabbling in the liberal side because I was still kind of like, grasping onto the last thread of that thinking um and uh and so as i came here i started seeing that i wasn't really being honest and then i started being honest and once i started being honest i started getting hate uh from some peers from la um people online started attacking my work and then i realized i was onto something you that's right yeah it's like it's like fire kindling you know what i mean Yes, exactly. Well, I look at it like um, when a plane's taking off, they need the air resistance to go up in the air. Yep. So I, that's why I never hate my my haters is because they're they're doing haters pay your bills. Yes, exactly. But but you know what? And the thing is, is like your cartoons, like they obviously are poking fun at so many of the liberal tro 
tropes where, you know, like the general basic liberal trope is now that they're preaching this open-mindedness while actually engaging in very fascistic behavior, like punching people on college campuses, punch a Nazi. You know, everybody who's a Trump supporter is a Nazi or wearing a red hat, so you're KKK. It's a new, you know, and they're, they're destroying the lives of these children, these Covington Catholic kids, and yet they're saying that they're the tolerant ones. It's like, it is, it's like we are living in sort of a dystopia, you know what I mean? In a strange it's, way. It's upside down because I consider myself, um, you know, to the question, it's like I identify with classical liberalism, um, individuality, you know, protected individual rights, um, you know, non-aggression, um, all of those principles that I could actually live uh, next to and I can behave that way. Um, so I, and then I, so from having a family, I started to have some more conservative, um, you know, ideals, how to raise my kids. And, um, you know, some would argue like, you can't prove those are conservative, <laughs> but I, I mean, that's what you call them. Well, well let's, I want to kind of get inside your brain here. So like, I'm going to, yeah. I've, I've got a few of your uh, comics here. One of them, is, okay. which I think is pretty good. You've got Stephen Colbert and he's saying, hi, I'm Seth Myers. No, wait, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, Stephen Colbert. Ah, hell, the DNC, right? Like you're sort of calling in some ways you're kind of alluding to the NPC meme where these it's like all of these late night talk show hosts are just all like they're programmed. Like yeah. they're all spouting the same thing. Like Stephen Colbert is interchangeable with Jimmy Kimmel or, or Seth Myers, right? And then they're all really just mouthpieces for the DNC. They're, it's like they're programmed. Yeah. I mean, that would be the light version of it, which um, it needs to be um, light in order to be digested in the in a funny way. Mm -hmm. But underneath that, I think it's even worse than that. I think it, it really is like a I wouldn't call it a conspiracy. It's more like these people who have influence get tapped and they're like, hey, you want to really help the, the greater good? And they have these conversations and they schmooze and they start pushing ideas that they actually think are, are for the greater good. They're they're fighting a bigger cause. And, it, in, you know, in, in practice, it does very much look pro like programming and NPC kind of thing. Um, but I actually think they some of them believe what they're saying they really think they're doing a service that mm -hmm. they're fighting against evil and and it's uh it's very like comic book-esque it's strange know? because it sort of feeds into like i guess a hero complex on the right which i guess like partially i feel like maybe i'm caught up in because for example you know let's talk uh, alexandria kaja cortez right she floats her new green new deal i saw that the found co-founder of greenpeace had taken her to the woodshed over yeah. you know how are you going to feed 80 million people how are you going to feed all these people when you can't heat their homes i mean donald trump nailed it too the other day in sort of a broken down way when he says oh honey is the wind blowing today i'd like to watch television you know like you know how are we possibly possibly going to replace all these fossil fuels. I mean, you talk about utopian, you know, that's yeah. utopian. If anything, I feel like we're the steely eyed realists, but then it's kind of like, you know, in some ways I get caught up in this man of steel thing. Cause now socialism has reared its ugly head. Like I feel like yeah. I need to grab up the cudgel and go to war because all those Don Quixote's tilting at windmills are actually trying to make windmills instead of fossil fuels, right? Yeah. They're, they're on a fruitless quest to try and uh, overturn our, ec our economy, destroy our marketplaces, and to instill what I believe to be a, a socialistic regime. Yeah. Well, it's a, it, it is that it's uh, and it's um, it, it's hard to tell. I I almost feel like there are 
there are politicians that push policies that are a little more realistic, but they try to push a little further and they know that it's going to be met with something. And then I think there might be running this other program to just see what they what they can get away with and what people are willing to believe is possible. Um, you know, like At, of, are the deal. That's very Trumpish. Ask for more than you think that you can get because yeah, the, yeah. it also makes other uh, um, candidates, future candidates, look more sane. So if you make something really crazy and prop them up, even if the woman has no idea it's happening, um, it's quite easy to to create a comparison where people in the middle are like, well, I'm leaning left, but she's too crazy, so I'm going to go with this other person. And I feel like there's a lot of that that happens that we can't really pinpoint and or prove. But I know it. I mean, we've I've seen it on the other side where, where they were. In the in the emails that were leaked, they were saying like you know, uh, you know, push up Trump and push up more of the crazy characters, so it looks a little insane, but it backfired. So I don't yeah. want that to happen uh, Wait, with this person. One but, of the one of the yeah. I was gonna say one of the things that we've been sort of dealing with now in in culture and the culture wars is the concept of identity politics. Mm-hmm. Identity politics is you know mostly the domain of the left, although the right does engage in it at times. Right. Tokenism is a is one of the concepts that comes out of identity politics. Right. You got token black man, token Asian man, token gay man, token token white man, you know, who's generally portrayed as the racist. Right. Or the destroy his capitalistic economy. And so this this culture now of identity politics, it breeds a special sort of narcissism and a and a what I would call a malignant form of collectivism by putting all these people into groups groups and guarantee, virtually guaranteeing that we're going to be just at each other's throats while who what I who I believe are the elites who are manipulating things and doing so openly are sort of laughing and sitting back you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist so much but like it's quite obvious that like and I know a lot of very very powerful people quite obvious they love seeing this stuff because they know that it keeps us common men and women at each other's throats over these bullshit yeah. issues yeah absolutely yeah I think that's a I don't think it's too far to say that um, it's purposeful. I mean, there's a, a man you could look up named Yuri Bezmenov who goes into detail how um, the Soviet Union did that on purpose. They had they had active measures on how to subvert American idealism and culture and economics. And this is all just lingering. So even if it wasn't so purposeful, it's just a lingering thinking that uh, gets active activated in higher education and then they graduate and become these, these drones who kind of uh, push this stuff but the good news is that they're losing and I and I try not to get caught too much in that because it's really fun to like destroy identity politics in any kind of creative form uh, but I always remind myself that that's really not the majority of Americans um, I think the fight is really like people who want liberty versus people who want to expand government and they try to splinter it and all this other stuff and it gets like really hacked up on online but in person you can kind of it gets narrowed down to a lot less in person and that's the difference between online and in person you can talk to anyone in person and a lot of that stuff's not going to come up uh, the same way it does online so that's yep. the 
And so, Jim Bob, obviously we've seen the rise of the social justice warriors. I mean, I think that there has been a, a giant reaction on the right where you've had people like Jordan Peterson come to fame and popularity because of a sort of a pushback, a, uh, a cultural pushback, I believe, um, against what the left has been preaching, which is, you know, a again, a message of tolerance, but wrapped up in the behavior of intolerance. Um, you, know, you know, I find just personally, this is something I struggle with because like in sort of a way I feel culturally in both camps of conservatism and liberalism, right? I have some very conservative instincts and I have some very liberal instincts. And like the, but, but the demonizing on the left is outrageous. You know, when I hang with conservatives, yeah, sometimes I do hear some racist shit and I'm just like, uh, I don't believe that old man or old woman or whoever it is. But when I'm with my liberal friends, like their bigotry is off the charts. Um, Anyways, but uh, I could go on and on and uh, I don't, but I'd, I'd really like to kind of talk a little bit more about your cartoons. I mean, you've, you must be seeing, I mean, you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of likes on Instagram. Are you like getting any interesting offers? I mean, other like your book, it, it, like I know you're just out there now for what pre-orders, but I mean, like, yeah. have you been getting phone calls from agents uh, from people saying, Hey, come back to LA <laughs> or, <laughs> or go to New York or DC? Yeah, not quite yet. Some, some, uh, people who I've known before I started all this um, reached out uh, potentially write a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, uh, I would not be surprised, bro, if somebody listens yeah. to this podcast and is like, yeah. I got to talk to Made by Jim Bob because yeah. honestly, what you got, man, is really hot. You got some, you're really onto something here. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's, it's all, it'll all come at me and, um, Shoot, you got more Instagram followers than I do, dude. <laughs> nice. Well, it, it keeps going, and people people enjoy it, and they share it, and I'm always creating. I think I proliferate a lot of, of work because I can draw fast, and these things, a lot of them aren't like some of them. It'll take me a whole day to think of the wording, and a lot of times it, it happened in reality, and I can't believe it. Like, I'm just recording. Like, right, you're just repeating what somebody said or did, yeah, right? Exactly, and it's just putting it into a format that's <laughs> easily, uh, you know, digestible, as I said, and like, and and fun. And that, that's the thing I wanted to mention about you, is that uh, you're, you're, I started, I think I followed you for maybe about a year or so, and, mm. uh, and I'm like, this guy's a principled man. Like that's what I look. That's what I see. I like. But beyond that, you make uh, having principles fun. You make it fun. Whereas it's not a. You know, you think of principle. I'm principled. You think of like a. You know, like a what? Like, like a white knight. <laughs> yeah, and it's very stoic and like. But you make it really fun. And you're not afraid to voice uh, your extremes. Your and I think. Uh, back to the identity politics and stuff that's what breaks it all down is once you once people are more honest and they're not afraid to say what they think and what they believe and they say it clearly uh it's harder to peg people and i think a lot more people are are realizing that and the more people that get brutally honest with what they really think um and bypass the fear that might come that you know the ridicule that might come after 
I think that's is, is really what we're all sort of pushing. Well, you know, just just way. like you, man, just like you, like I feel the pushback from the elites and from some of these assholes who I who I know, like who I've, some of these people, man, I've met in real life. Like I'm onto their scams and they're, I'm onto their games. And yeah. like honestly, it's kind of like I've always believed in the whole emperor wears no clothes thing. Like I don't right. mind I don't mind playing the jester um, because like you sat you I know that satire is often the most powerful weapon against tyranny yes yeah and you can't shut it down people are like this is a terrible time for comedy it's actually the best time yes uh, in a long time for comedy right you know what i mean like the, the stuff that was going on when richard Pryor was doing his stuff was was bad enough uh it was a different kind of thing going on but that's where it spawned from it is like it, it's the best time to be honest with your craft and, and yeah coming from la and that was part of the thing that kind of turned me off. It was like all these people I looked up to, I realized were cowards. And it's like, it's nothing personal. It's just that they just got crammed into a little corner with rules. Yeah. And, and well, it's just a terrible way to live. And yeah. So, I'll tell you, I've definitely, I've definitely like suffered setbacks in my career for being principled and for like sticking to my guns, even when like I could have benefited from, you know, taking the payola or whatever. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is that, I mean, I guess I kind of had a plan early, uh, that like if I ever got cut off or that, because it used to be, man, the mainstream media had way more control. They're trying to reassort, reassert their control through these social networks, but the mainstream media just cannot control so many of these small publishers. So like when I was working at Fox back in like 2010 or so, I bought the libertarianrepublic.com. I bought my website and I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to do any outside work, start a business or anything like that. But I just, you know, spec, you know, you must speculate to accumulate. And, and I always thought, you know, there's always a chance, you know, something could happen to me. And imagine if I had an intellectual property, you know, maybe just start it for fun, see how it goes. But it's, it's really developed into its own little universe. It's its own little network. Um, I mean, just today I saw that my website like just got blown out with traffic so much that I've, you know, I'm really going to have to upgrade soon. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of exciting things on the future. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes like I think about it, I, I really wish we had more good, strong advocates for liberty out there. And, uh, you know, I just, why I ran for president, why I ran for Senate, you know, why I'm continuing to, to push this movement is because I, I honestly feel called like, like yeah. this is really what I should be doing. And I imagine you must feel that same way. Absolutely. I think, uh, that's what, uh, in a way, everyone else is waiting for permission. So uh, while that is invalid over time, it, we are, we are essentially doing that. Like that's what there is to do. If anyone feels the same way, uh, you need to start speaking up. You need to start expressing yourself uh, and, and fighting for that kind of, you know, basically it's liberty. It's liberty versus you know, government expansion. That's really what's happening. And you can label in all these other ways and you can try to look at a magnifying glass in some places, but really that's kind of what's going on. And, and, uh, that's what we're doing. You got to giving people permission to say it clearly and loud. And, and also I see that, uh, people are going to start noticing that the taking the word like patriotism back you know, it's kind of been the left and media and Hollywood and over years, maybe 20 plus years, has kind of pushed that word 
into a shameful corner. Like they, they bombard you with the, the, the worst parts of American history and they attach it to patriotism. Or, uh, well, patriotism or is the last refuge of a scoundrel. So, so yeah. that's what they say. But the, but the reality is often I find nowadays is that patriotism is actually the first refuge of a scoundrel. That the people right. that are out there, you know, trying to pawn themselves off as, as patriots are anything but, right? Like, like listen, I, I have grounds to, you know, give Trump give the president praise. There's a lot of things that I agree with the president on, but I'm not one of those people who just goes along with every single thing that the president wants or says or does. I, I believe right. in a separation of powers. Yes. Uh, so when I see these people, like today I was in a Twitter scuffle with this Sebastian Gorka character, right? right. This guy, yeah. you know, fired by the Trump administration, you know, out, he was messing in my primary that I was running in doing payola. It was, uh, it was a total scam. And I can't stand the guy because like, they're just, you know, there are grifters in the movement who are like the type of people who get kicked out of CPAC. And then there's grifters that go and they speak on the main stage. Right. But principled conservatives, principled libertarians, like, you know, few and far between. Very hard. It's like, you know, these are the times that try men's souls. Right. When the summer soldier and the summer shine patriot, right, will shrink from their duty. And like, I can't tell you in the off years, in the last 10 years, I've been in activism, like so many people, you know, they fade away, they, they get discouraged or they join the establishment and they sell out um yeah i just uh i I think that there's a third way yeah no absolutely there is i think there is because once you once you go that route uh you know you're not being honest and you have to sort of like for me anyway it's like i know when i'm not being honest so you know you know when you're bought and it's not a good feeling (laughs) you know what i mean or you know when you've been co-opted but and swept away by an ideology that maybe you could fight um a little more ruthlessly uh to get clarity on uh, and so that that's individualism versus collectivism and it's very natural too so it's like i try not to beat myself up or other people get swept away it's just that it's a natural occurrence you know mm. you you get you get in a group you start you put aside some other things you don't uh, really believe in or agree with. And then you kind of, you know, people pick a, what's the phrase, pick a hill to die on. Yeah, they do. Well, you know, I, I guess, you know, I can't imagine being like Senator Rand Paul, for example, this is kind of a little bit of breaking news, but being Senator Rand Paul golfing buddies with one of the most powerful men in the world, you know, the president, and then having to tell him, no, I'm not going to go along with your emergency declaration. I'm going to vote against it. Uh, you know, I actually just tweeted this at, at uh, Glenn Beck um, on Twitter. I said, these people turning on Rand Paul for keeping his oath are total phonies, Glenn Beck. Do you agree? I said, this is not conservatism. And he just tweeted back not 10 seconds ago. He says, yes. So he agrees. I mean, Glenn's kind of an interesting character. You know, he's been kind of all over the place. I mean, I yeah. would say sort of like in the same vein as us, though, in some ways, kind of a jester, you know, but also kind of an educator. I, I um, you know, I've been mad at Glenn Beck in the past, but I mean, I think ultimately he's on the he's on the good guy side. He's on the side of light. And the, it's just a shame the Tea Party's never really uh, held on to those those core principles of, you know, ending stimulus, government spending and Obamacare. Right. All so many conservative priorities and libertarian priorities have really been put put by the wayside in the age of Trumpism. Not that I don't think there's some good to come from Trump, but ultimately the big, the big, 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 the the real national emergency is the national debt, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's more complex stuff, but I think generally there's a, what it 
Milton Freeman call it the uh, the tyranny of the status quo that kind of kicks in. Uh, right. Hillary would have been status quo. Yeah. Go ahead. Say that again. I said Hillary would have been the status quo. Right. Yes, people yes. didn't people didn't want that. No, they didn't want that. But even but even any government. That's why I don't that's why I don't get too swept up with uh, candidates, no matter how promising or excitable or, you know, like Trump's exciting because I, I just like how he bashes the news and calls out stuff and he says things honestly and he doesn't even have to be right to be true to be honest you know what i mean like that's that's the fun is that it's you look at it and you're like that's a human like that's not a that's not like this like very uh calculated speaker who sounds perfect you know like i i voted for obama twice and i now looking back i voted on based on symbolism like i voted based on what what I thought someone should sound like, you know what I mean? So, but but yeah, the ty- the tyranny. I mean, uh, is that like if I'm a person who's about limited government and power, I can't get too excited about any president because my nature is to say they should be so limited, along with a lot of other places in the government that uh, that that I shouldn't have to worry that much. That's where I would like it to be. I mean, I, it's not, that's not the case, but that's why I just don't get too swept up into personalities or, or who the person is and what they're doing, because I know that. I, I wish I had that luxury. I wish I could sit by a fire and do nothing but read Tolstoy and Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> yeah. um, but I unfortunately have to do a little bit of the day-to-day, a little bit of the micro, because if, yeah. if I focus too much on the macro, then I can't keep things up to date. But, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I had a feeling just it's funny how, you know, how vivid uh, you can project images into people's brains with cartoons and the way that you have sort of articulated your philosophy and really I think more than just articulating your own philosophy, I think you're holding up the mirror to culture very effectively uh, and really just doing the kind of satire that, quite frankly, it, I think it takes a very rare talent to be able to crystallize it, such as you have done into single strips. We're not even, t- I mean, sometimes I'll see you with four strips, but but usually you're able to communicate that in just like two or three sentences in one frame. So I, I really congratulate you on being able to uh, accomplish that. It's quite a talent. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and it is a, a process for myself and a mirror for myself as well. It's like it's not like I know my own answers a lot of times. Like I'm actually digging for myself, you know, where where are my principles? What are they? What am I what would I sell out on? You know, like <laughs> thinking about these things. Uh, yeah. like what what are the trade offs that I'm willing to to face? And, and all this stuff is important important to think about because in the end it's like what are what can you practice that you preach and i and i think uh, and it kind of gets reduced pretty cleanly once you start asking that for yourself and um and that's kind of why what draw drew me to you is that it seems like you really you do live day to day according to your principles and um and, and I don't do it like a boring old stoic knight, exactly, like, exactly. like, like the, uh, what's the meme that goes around on like the white knights are like, my lady, you know, like leave the lady be. I'm not, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not those kind of libertarian neckbeard types who are kind of like, my principles, I will save yeah. us from the dark statist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what it is. It's, uh, you said it before it's, and this, this term has come up a lot since I've 
started doing this stuff is is the jester is the the you know the the scallywag the the you know the bastard like the, the one who's just like willing to say stuff willing to be uncomfortable willing to be wrong just to shake things up a bit and um and just it gives this is the thing is it gives other people permission to be human and to be wrong or to ex- explore what they think and say it and then uh, it just get, people need that freedom and and the more people who are very clear with what their message is the better for everyone because then people jump on board and they might not say that they agree i mean my thread is pretty awesome it it, it gets you know it gets it, it gets derailed sometimes or it it, it regresses to you know name calling and terrible things but it's rare but for the most part people have varying opinions they're anarchists they're minarchists they're conservatives they're super republicans super liberals there's a lot of fractions on there and people like authentically try to explore and fight for their ideas this cartoonist owns the libs made by madebyjimbob.com uh where can people find your book just madebyjimbob.com it's in pre-orders what's the status yeah it's pre-orders um basically it'll ship uh in may it's a beautiful hardcover book uh i cannot wait it's gonna trigger so many people when they see it if they're coming over to my house and they see it on my coffee table the chances are that they already know that i'm full-blown uh libertarian but But if there's a chance I leave it by the toilet and some liberal shall wander yeah. into my abode, then hopefully they'll get an education. Madebyjimbob.com. Get your pre-orders. Check them out on Instagram. Madebyjimbob on Instagram. And do you have Twitter or anything? Uh, no, I stay off of that. Stay off of that. It's a liberal wasteland. They wouldn't like your humor. You'd be banned in two days. It's too exactly. spicy. It's too funny. Uh, really appreciate your time today. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Peterson here. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Report podcast at madebyjimbob.com. Check out his book, guys. I'm going to get a copy of it. Sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, it's nice to hear from other freedom fighters out there. And don't forget my brand new show starting April 15th. You can download the KWOS News app on your Android or iPhone so you can listen to my show starting on Tax Day, April 15th in Jefferson City, Missouri. A lot of fun, a lot of freedom fighting, and a lot of libertarian hijinks. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. You all have a wonderful evening.